0: Podcast One Production.
1: I think it's really important that we know the difference between training, between coaching, between mentoring as a way of doing quite different things.
0: I'm Margie Hartley, executive coach to senior leaders around the globe, as well as 11 of the top ASX listed companies. And this is Fast Track. Today we discuss Do I need an executive coach? My guest is Mark Whiteley, Group Head of Organisational Development at the Woolworths Group. The first time I heard about coaching, I actually thought it was rubbish, until I learnt a little bit more about it and found out that it was both a science and an art. So we're going to fast track this idea of executive coaching today. What is it? And why and who uses them? How do I get one? And ultimately, is it worth it? Who better to chat with than Mark Whiteley, Group Head of Organisational Development at the Woolworths Group? Mark is one of Australia's most experienced thought leaders in leadership, development, careers, culture and talent. Mark, it seems that everybody is a coach these days. What do you think?
1: Well, it tells you one or two things. One is there is a whole lot of demand, or secondly, there's a whole lot of folks who think there is a demand. So the way I see this stuff, Margie, is that coaching has been through so many iterations and we've been through the very technical, the very psych driven. There's a whole lot of folks who think they've got great experience in business and great experience in life and they want to turn that into a coaching experience. That may or may not be the case, by the way. And I think the lines between mentoring, coaching and training get blurred a little sometimes, as does the the expertise of some of the, the coaches that sit out there also.
0: Yeah. So I hear people say, oh, I'm a health coach, Maggie," or I'm a life coach, right. or, uh, you know, there's lots of different things that people call themselves. Where did coaching actually come from? You know, that's it's a, a great question,
1: Margie. I, I think technically coaching was a phrase that they coined in Oxford University, Back in 1830 or something, and it came from sporting parlance and I think that was where it was first in the vernacular. But in the business context, I think 70s and 80s, we started to hear a little bit about coaching, although it wasn't probably that that language. It was sort of more counseling, professional counseling around executives. And I think as, as times progressed, there were folks like Dennis Kinlaw who started to produce literature on this stuff and talking about what, does, what do executives need to become more performance oriented in, in the workplace early 90s, I guess we saw John Whitmore come through with coaching performance, coaching for performance, sorry, had the grow model and there was a lot more structure behind the way we thought about coaching. And that really brings us to current day where we believe that coaching as, a, as an enabler of, of performance and driving of growth for executives is a, is a really critical piece. But to the extent to your first question, there's a lot of people coaching right now, which tells you that there's a lot of awareness around it. But I also think there's an opportunity to be really clear about what coaching is and what coaching isn't.
0: Which is perfect, because I want to ask you, what is it? Now, I'm an executive coach. We have to be transparent with that upfront. And I've got really clear views on this, but mm. I wanted to ask the expert. Mm. And it, it's what is what isn't coaching? There's a first question for you. What? isn't it? So
1: I think that a lot of folks confuse mentoring with coaching, Okay. which is I've had a whole bunch of experience. I've been an executive in a certain field for 20, 30, 40 years, and I want to show you how to do it, right? Let me show you the traps. Let me show you the pitfalls. What would I do in the situation? Here's what I recommend that you do in this situation. That is absolutely not coaching. That is telling somebody what to do. Coaching is much more, let's talk about how you want to experience. It's much more about questions, much more provocative about insights, about you know where do you want to go? What's your goal? What is it that you're trying to achieve? And You know, I think coaching is really bringing that identifier into the the conversation, which is what is that something that you're trying to find and helping Mm -hmm. someone find that something versus let me tell you about my war stories and what I've done and let me tell you about this one time I was negotiating with X or Y. That's useful in some contexts, but it's not coaching. And I think it's really important that we know the difference between training, between coaching, between mentoring as a way of doing quite different things.
0: And people sometimes say it's just a coffee with friends.
1: I've heard it called all kinds of things, professional friendships, all kinds of stuff, right? Like it gets very soft if it's done poorly.
0: Okay. So really is a science. So as we know, there's master's degrees, for example, at Sydney University, you and I are friends with Professor Tony Grant, who runs that coaching psychology unit around actually looking for purposeful change. So do you reckon it's a corporate fad, executive coaching?
1: There's parts of it that are definitely corporate fad, Margie, for sure. I mean, I mean, corporates will suck up any of that kind of stuff, as we know. And, and some of it's great, some of it's based on fact. And at the margin, it's it kind of loses out. I think um, where we've missed the boat is not being clear about what we're doing coaching for. So there's a couple of really key drivers behind this stuff. And one of them is around executive transition. So we get an executive into a new role. They've got a big bandwidth ahead the of them, new team, big strategy. Maybe they've got a global remit, which they haven't done before. Now, coaching in that context is really important. It's about setting them up for success, helping them manage the new role, manage the new experience, how they get the most from themselves, how they will set their teams up, et cetera. And that's widely used in the executive space, particularly in the corporate context. And it, and it can work really well
0: we have spoken to another executive on fast track about the loneliness experienced at a certain level in your mm. career. So, a coach is useful for that? Oh,
1: well, absolutely. I think I think there's a there's a thing here that says that, you know, folks who are looking for change, coaching is all about change, right? So, if you're looking for change but you're not quite sure what that is. Now, if you're in a current role, let's not talk about the person who's just been promoted or the big the big promotion, the big transition, but some of those folks who are in role Working really hard, doing all the right things, but there's something missing. there's there's a real opportunity there for a great coach to come in and unlock what that something is. What are the things that you're really good at? What are the things that are holding you back? What's success been looking like in the past? How do we unlock the things that will take you to the place that you didn't know that you needed to go? It's those kind of deep questions that help unlock an individual's perspective and potential, I think, you know, coaching is hard work. If you're the coachee, you're, you're doing the legwork, right? It's not like you'll get a whole bunch of answers. It's actually, you've got to sweat it out. you so got to be it's really not clear. a
0: happy coffee that someone's going to make you feel loved and good all the time. There's a little bit of tension sure. there.
1: And this is the thing that where it gets interesting, Margie, is where coaches are assigned to folks who didn't really want them.
0: Okay. Tell me a bit more about so that. So
1: you can see in some exec programs where there's a bit of reward and recognition around getting a coach. And mm-hmm. it's a bit of status involved occasionally, which is I've got an executive coach. Isn't that fabulous? What are, you, what are you getting coached on? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not too sure, but you know, like you say, great coffees, we catch up, it's a professional, whatever it might be, right? Mm. If that doesn't come from the individual about why they want to get coached, what is it they're driving for, what are the outcomes they're really pushing hard on, it's, it's, a, it's a missed opportunity.
0: So it can be, it sounds like, and I, I know from my own experience, that there is a level of tension and it can be quite uncomfortable because change isn't sure. all that comfortable. Sure. So have you used an executive coach?
1: Personally, no, I haven't, though I would love to. I think at different times there's been different things that I've wanted coaching on, but I've got a really great circle of friends who are really well informed around coaching and coaching principles. And I think off them, I've had lots of informal coaching throughout my career. So I've been really lucky to have had those things that I've been looking for in coaching. I think also I spend a lot of time trying to learn more about coaching. I do a fair bit of self-coaching as well. So understanding a fair bit of method and methodology that can help me kind of get through a couple of questions and a few things that prompt action from me to get to an outcome. I'm
0: going to ask you about self-coaching in a moment. But before I do, I just think about if I'm in an organization and I feel like I want change and I'm thinking I could do with an executive coach. How do you go about finding one and working with one if you've never done it before?
1: Sure. Look, there's any number of coaching firms that sit out there, Margie. There's a whole stack of them, um, some better than others, but there's some great coaches out there, of course. And so it wouldn't take much legwork to go and find who those coaching firms are. Equally, if you're working in a big corporate, there will be a coaching panel by any stretch that will be able to give you some advice on what does the coaching process look like? in your organization typically it's a development process and you get approvals for these things there's a spend and a budget involved but that would be the first step understanding what does your organization do around this stuff and how do you how do you get that process underway probably a conversation with your line manager about you know what does that look like in terms of your development okay good to get a good sense of the stuff i think coaching you know back to your point around is, is coaching fluff and where does it fall over I think it's where those folks have been allocated a coach where they didn't want one, so that's really given some credence to that notion that it's that it's not really worth doing. The second thing is where there's been a poor match and where it's just been a conversation. Clearly, the, the 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 alignment of styles is really important. You've got to be really clear on what the client is looking for from this coaching assignment and whether that's something that your coach has got credibility and expertise in. Style match, the credit, the credentials of a coach are really important as well. Have they been there? Have they got the expertise to back it up? Um, What are the rules of engagement? What are the success measures around these things are, are incredibly important things. Equally important to understand that a coach is going to be future focused. This is not remedial. It's not psychology. It's not about resolving other issues in your life. There are plenty of examples where folks have gone for coaching where there are underlying issues that were nothing to do with coaching. Mm. that are best dealt with by other um, specialists. Mm. So coaching is all around this future focus, around the development stretch, the things that you're looking for for the the next move in your career. So it's really got to be something you're driven by and prepared to work really hard to achieve outcomes behind.
0: Mm. And so if I can't find one through the organisation, just search on the internet? Is that what you're saying?
1: You can. I would check your network. I would have a really good chat around your network. of Folks who have been involved with exec coaching, who have you used, who have you heard of. Um, Make some inquiries.
0: I'm also hearing that you've really got to know yourself and your gaps and your goals and what you're actually wanting to achieve.
1: Of course, like anything in life, right? If you're taking it seriously, do your research, do do your due diligence on who's out there, how does it work, what are you trying to achieve? Be prepared to pay for it yourself. If you feel like it's something really worth chasing and your organisation says, look, for whatever reason you don't qualify, be prepared to pull the checkbook out, get the credit card lined up and say, hey, this is important to me, I want to make it work.
0: And can I add, I think it's also really important that there's some sense of what you want to achieve at the end of this engagement and that there's some measure. Would you agree with that?
1: Critical. Success measures, you know, one of the things that we talked about was, you know, what are the rules of engagement? What are the success measures? How will you know that you're on track and and importantly for a coach as well. Mm. How do they know they're giving you the right information, the right questions, the right provocations? You've got to have that stuff lined up. Mm. Now, if you put yourself in the position of paying the bills, you're going to really want to see outcomes. And think about that from the corporate side too. They're not doing it for a good time. They're wanting to see outcomes as commercial realities at stake here, which are, We want to see better performance or different performance.
0: So as I'm talking to you, I just keep hearing, and I'm passionate about this, of course, but the professionalism that's conducted by the coach to get results and for you to be involved in this sort of relationship with the coach. How do you manage a relationship between a coach and your boss or the organisation and yourself? Because it's a bit of a triangle.
1: It really is. And I think a lot of the things that will come out of a coaching conversation are not to be shared beyond that coaching conversation. There's a confidentiality within that. It's important to understand though that your boss is representing the organization who are expecting outcomes from your coaching. This is back to this kind of, is it just a professional friendship? Is it just a chat? No, it's not. It's, there's a commercial reality about we want different. So it's fair enough that your boss would want to understand what are the themes? Are there things that I should be doing differently? What support do I need to, to provide to this person to help them Achieve the goals that they're trying to—they're um, trying to nail in their workplace or in their role. So it's important that your boss is connected in in terms of accountability. We talked again about what are the success measures. So they've got to know what it is that we're aiming for. How do I support that? What do I get in terms of obstacles? What can I pull out of the way? What do I make available for this stuff so that we can see that there is some there is some tangible result.
0: Here's a here's a question about coaching as a discipline, coaching as something that we learn, what else can coaching help us with? Is it just actually change in the workplace?
1: I think coaching applies. It's it's open-ended from my perspective, Maggie. I think coaching is a way of thinking about the world, right? Which is what, what are the right questions that I can ask to elicit a different response? And I think you can apply that to all kinds of contexts. And I know that people use examples of taking it as their kids' raise and, and different ways of thinking about how they provide guidance for their kids or dealing with difficult situations in the family life, you can apply it to your social social networks as well. These are just behavioral frameworks extensively that, that are useful in life and I think um, they're, they're sensible life skills actually. I think that they're a way of negotiating complexity, a way of ne- negotiating change uh, and doing that in a structured way that provides you with growth versus, you know, feeling like I'm constantly losing on these things.
0: Yeah, yeah. So looking for the principles that you can reapply in different parts of yeah, your absolutely. life. Whether you're a leader or whether you're a parent or even in conversations. I know one of my clients uses them for negotiation, sure. some of those principles. Sure. so. Now back to this idea of self-coaching, you yeah. mentioned it before and I'm really fascinated by coaching yourself and um, I'm wondering if you can give me some insights on what that means for you yeah, and what look, you think about it.
1: It's it's a great thing, Maggie. I think coaching is a fairly formal process, right? So if you're having executive coaching, it'll be a series of organized and sequential events that happen X a period of time apart but coaching yourself is understanding what are the what are my drivers what are the things that i've that i need to trigger that trigger certain behaviors in me that i need to either have some provocative questions or some statements in mind that help me fr- reframe the context that i'm in so it's around self awareness i do this a lot myself i have a couple of phrases that i'll use to help keep my headspace in the right way if i'm feeling like i'm kind of losing focus or if i need to get back on track it's a really nice way of saying how am i feeling where am i going here can i just sort of reframe the space that I'm in to give myself the best opportunity to kind of get the best outcome both for the folks I'm with but also for myself and when you're running big teams you're constantly dealing with lots of folks it's complex right and you you do have your moments where you say okay I need to reset reframe try Mm -hmm. and make sure this experience is as positive as it can be for everybody and I think it's not in depth, it's not complex. It's just in the moment, and it's just knowing a little more yourself about getting better out of yourself.
0: Yeah, and and so, would you use a framework uh, at all on yourself that said, "What's like I grow? Like, what's my? What am I worried about? What's my goal?" Where am I now? What can I do in this yeah, situation? Sure. Options. So would That's you go right. through something as structured as that on yourself?
1: I can, Maggie, yeah, I can. I think I think we talk a lot about um, leader as coach, which is a which is a, a new iteration of of thinking about, you know, leaders who are all got this capability to understand what are the frameworks around coaching. You talk about iGrow and some of the models there and they can be used. I tend to use a cut down version of some of those and just in the moment. Coaching. So mm. what is my reality? What's what's around me? And and then what is what is my response gonna be to that? And mm. I tend to think about those things much more in the moment versus, you know, a more structured and more formal process.
0: A big time change. So it's in the moment change. Yeah, it's absolutely. really and in your yeah, perspective. Yeah. So have you got any other disciplines or tips, advice you can give us if we're thinking about executive coaching or change or even professional development?
1: Yeah, look, I think always be curious would be my would be my Advice on this one, and people won't do it for you. Would be the second piece, right? So
0: be accountable. Be accountable
1: for it. I mean, I think um, if there are things that you believe are important, things that you've wanted to do, no, no one's going to come around and ask you on you know three three p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon, hey, Mark or Maggie, what can I do to make your life better or more rewarding? That's and nobody really, has that's done for that you, for you, me right? for uh, a long it sounded, time. <laughs> sounds like a trite thing to say, <laughs> no. but the reality is, if you want it, you've got to figure out a way of going to chase that. I think look at folks that you respect who have achieved great things in their career. Find out what it was that they did. What steps did they take? How do they make those things work? Mm. How do they deal with complexity? How do they deal with change? Find a way of getting yourself engaged in your own development. Find the find the levers that will be the most useful for you. We're all got different styles. We different have different needs around the way we absorb information. We want to connect. There is no shortage of information online. There is formal ways of learning. There is on-the-job ways of learning experiential opportunities to dive into projects and get yourself involved across organisations that may have nothing to do with your day job. I think, you know, the world's your oyster really around development, I would say. Be really disciplined with that, but hold yourself to account.
0: That's so rich. Thank you, Mark. So remember, if you're looking for help, find an executive coach who can help you help yourself. Fast Track is recorded in the studios of Podcast One Australia. The producer is Brooke Carrigan. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes head to podcast1.com.au